This is the week before Christmas, and I'm in the Christmas spirit a little bit early. I've got Sharon, I've got Lydia, Santa's helpers are here. What could be better than that? I'd be all alone without them. On the fourth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me Scooby Dooby Dooby and Kiss Movie. Hello, welcome to the fourth night of Christmas. The most beautiful time of the year. You're with your host, Alistair Bates. And as always, I'm joined by Satan's little helper, huh? Sean Campion. Sean, how are you going? Uh, please, for this episode, please refer to me as Shawnee Doo. Shawnee Doo, what's going on? <laughs> Not much, just uh, cringing into oblivion at your, uh, <laughs> at your introduction, which after four weeks still has not managed to rhyme. <laughs> and it's landed every time as well. Oh, absolutely. And a lot of people often talk about how beautiful my singing voice is and how I'm usually hitting all the notes, but... um. Talking about hitting all the notes, we have uh, a super special guest here today. You may know him as the singer of Ray Martin has a shed full of giant robotic killer wasps. You may know him as the painter of Ray Martin has a shed full of giant <laughs> robotic killer wasps. <laughs> He's a visionary. He's a roadman. He's a highwayman. He's the god of rock, or at least a demigod of rock. Uh, you may know him as Fox Trotsky from. Nancy Vandal and the Pop Gun Assassins, or you may know him as Mick Foxall from Condition Man, or as the guitarist for the fantastic Neo Psychedelica, kind of heavy metal band, uh, the Neptune Power Federation. It's Mike Foxall, Foxy Foxy. Hell of a LinkedIn you got there, buddy. Yeah, that's a that's a triple threat uh, with extras, wasn't it? Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Al, that was a nice introduction. But we put a lot of cherries on that, man. It's been. Uh, a long time coming we initially when we started this show uh you in many ways are the father to this program you planted the seed because i did okay yeah we were trying to figure out how we could record and you gave us a tip about how you guys did it and we were able to figure out a way to do the show in in the original format so in a way i kind of invented podcasting in a way you invented something called podcasting that's yeah. right and just like a regular father you offered no actual support <laughs> <laughs> just a tip <laughs> you guys are working out yeah but yeah we kind of did we did but also condition mint man fucking hell dude i like i it is Without a doubt, I was talking to Sean off mic about how it's just song exploded, but not shit. Like, you pull apart some of these, like, you pull apart classic songs that I've heard my whole life, and I just never noticed a certain thing about them. Like, you nice. know, it's, it's like, oh, that hand clap. I never realized that was, like, yeah. off off just that little bit to really give it that, like, extra bit of shuffle. Like, you and Jaso explain music in a way that i'm like a not very musical person uh i don't think i am either i think that maybe that's the secret we're talking to each other in the yeah, language everyone it, can understand and dude it's so good like i i genuinely will be fucking bursting like a <laughs> fucking temple vein laughing at it so hard man <laughs> I've, had, I've had the embarrassing moment at a gym where it's like <laughs> me and like three or four other people and i'm lifting and i'll be like ah! <laughs> <laughs> You're a podcast at the gym guy as well. I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to Renaissance man. Year, <laughs> um, and I guess with the reason we got you on today is to talk about 
Well, two things, kiss and animation. You are a fantastic illustrator and painter. You, you're Speak Evil magazine. Uh, you've been doing like a, what, well, how would you describe it? Like a rock and roll compendium? Yeah, I, I use the word uh, a rock and roll periodical, which is probably the same thing. It's just, a, it's, a co- it's a comic, <laughs> yeah. you know, but yeah, with uh, music related yeah. stuff. And you got, uh, when's the second volume coming out? Um, I've actually done, I've done two. And I'm working on the third one now. They, they, they do take a little bit of um, uh, production time. Um, and I'm kind of a bit behind where I thought I'd be at this stage. I said I was going to do four this year, and I've done two. So um, We're just going to yeah. have to keep on waiting. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's coming, it's coming. Just quickly, one last thing I'd need to fucking praise you about. What I also... I just completely forgot what I really love about Condition Mint is how you guys have managed to, like create this little narrative as well with Sir Tungsten Hemsley. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so awesome that you guys are managing to also, like, create this fictional storyline whilst also just providing history lessons about me. It's so much That's fun, awesome. I, 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 I do really have to, love it. <laughs> I do have to give Jace the credit for that. that uh, Sir Tungsten is Jace's creation. Oh. We, we've kind of both run with him now. He is part of, like, yeah, as you say, sort of part of our own sort of <laughs> fictional history of rock music and um it's so yeah. good man just yeah, thanks, uh, man. <laughs> no no thank you um maybe sir tungsten himsley can uh meet reggae jack nicholson <laughs> oh one day yeah, we'll, we'll get uh, sir tungsten on the phone um uh, in the booth even uh, you wanted the best you got the best an all-new scooby-doo original movie the legendary rock and roll band KISS. The Star Child. The Demon. The Catman. The Spaceman. Meets the legendary dog. I'm here for the funnel cake. Witch! Get me the hottest mystery solvers in the world. Why, that was well done. Ah, and so are we. I think we're going to need these kids to catch that witch. You'll never stop me! Kiss needs our help. Like, I'm no guitarist, but I can play a mean armpit. (sighs) When the earth is threatened, this gang will have to rock your world. We'll have this case licked in no time. What's this going to be? Now it's just a matter of setting a trap. Who's going to be the bait? You are. How is it that you and I have to do the hard part? Just lucky, I guess. Scooby-Doo and Kiss. Rock and roll mystery. Today's movie was something I really hoped we were going to... Look, okay, should we just say what we all thought about it real quick, Sean? Should we do the quick draw? Well, say the name of the movie first, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Um... The movie is Scooby-Doo meets Kiss. Damn it, I gave you three hours to learn the name of the good. movie since we last recorded. It's Ghost Ship all you over did you, it. <laughs> All right, roundtable. I love this. I yeah. had such a good time. Scooby-Doo and Kiss rock and roll mystery. There we go. I was, su- I was surprisingly pleased with it, I, I think. Yeah. I'd I was really... expecting it to be a lot worse. Yeah, I really did not expect to... Uh, have fun. <laughs> I kind of, like, chose this as, like, a wouldn't it be fun to, like, torture ourselves with this piece of shit? 
and ended up actually laughing quite heartily at several moments of it. Yeah. Well, um, when you pitched me the, the film... four films uh, for this thing, I would thought, oh, this is literally like the dessert at the end of this shit sandwich. <laughs> like, I can't... I, I don't know if you know, Al, I love cartoons. I absolutely adore them. And the idea of a Scooby-Doo cartoon from 2015, like, genuinely, like, <laughs> rustled my jimmies. I was excited. <laughs> Um, so I guess the plot is a uh, pretty standard Scooby-Doo fare. Uh, the mystery, the mystery ink team are, uh, you know, they're looking for ghosts and shit. They're also dressed up as Kiss. I really don't remember a whole lot. I was telling Sean that I was actually like quite stoned watching this over a foam roller, just going, whoa. <laughs> Um, would you like would you like me to tag it on this one now? Thank you. <laughs> okay, so exterior night theme park. <laughs> we get uh an early cameo from Kevin, Kevin Smith, Smith and Jason yeah. Mews. Yeah. Blunt man and chronic. I am the clit commander. As two carnies fixing up a roller coaster, only to suddenly discover that they are being led afoul by the Crimson Witch, who is our villainess for the evening. Cut to the Mystery Inc. team, those meddling kids. We got Fred, we got Velma, we got Shaggy, and we got Daphne. I always forget <laughs> Daphne. Even Daphne forgets Daphne. I was pretty excited to see that Matthew Lillard returned to the role of uh, Shaggy. Yeah, apparently he's just shaggy forever now. That's fantastic. (laughs) Can we just talk about how incredible his career has been? So, like, he starts off Hackers, then he's got Scream, and, like, his performance in Scream is one of my all-time favorite horror movie performances. After that, he's shaggy forever, only to just dovetail out to be in Twin Peaks Season (laughs) 3. That's fucking the greatest career in Hollywood. And I think he's responsible for one of my favourite lines in anything ever in the Twin Peaks episode where his head explodes and David Lynch looks into the car and goes, I think he's dead! (laughs) (laughs) This film, it's such a weird crossover of things, but like... It just makes sense as a concept. Like, <laughs> I was just like, oh yeah, of course, Kiss are in a Scooby-Doo animation. And what I found out researching this, this isn't even the first time they've teamed up. There's a 2002 oh, wow. episode of a Scooby-Doo cartoon called What's New, Scooby-Doo, <laughs> in which uh, Kiss appear in a Halloween episode for much the same kind of thing. Sweet. They help... Yeah. So basically, there's a theme park called Kiss World, which is kind of like a very loose tie-in to the fact that this is kind of playing with the Phantom of the Park kind of mythos a little bit. Mm -hmm. And and it's been closed down due to the fact that this ghost has turned up, but the theme park owners are worried that they're going to lose all of their money because they've got a massive Kiss concert planned. (laughs) Now, uh, the members of Mystery Inc. turn up and they're like, hey, we solve mysteries, maybe we can help out. But really, Daphne just wants the Mac on 67-year-old man, Paul Stanley. Oh, God. 
I didn't realize it was actually the well, it was Paul Stanley and uh, Gene Simmons doing their voices either. Like, Eric Singer and Tommy Taylor, so the replacements. The replacement are guys, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I figured they'd do their own voices, but like not Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons. Do you think they don't, Al? I think they do. Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, but yeah, I, I didn't they, they realize it was them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gene in particular sounded like he was doing a version of Gene. Yeah, yeah, something. totally. Yeah, that's it why, to... like, it was so exaggerated that I was like, "Well, that, yeah. that surely can't be Gene Simmons." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, a man historically known for not having a sense of humor, <laughs> yeah. telling a joke about himself was a little hard to consider. Uh, now, when is this supposed to be set? Because oh, Daphne's this, this got this is my question. This is my question. Daphne's got an iPhone at one point, but Kiss are all yep. young, and Mystery Inc are all young. And yeah. dogs only live for a certain amount of years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. How, do you, yeah, Scooby-Doo would be super dead by now, huh? Like, when did he come out? The 60s? 69 or 76, the first show. Oh, he's gone. Came on. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's <laughs> um, This film is surprisingly like a fucking constant barrage of gags as well like that whole joke about fred's favorite band the ascot five yeah, and they're just like that, that archie style sugar bubblegum pop band. oh i knew that you'd go nuts for that because like I, I haven't been able to get out of my head al since you told me that ruby thinks that you're tim heidecker and i think you should leave the like Oh, the jazz it's man. the jazz guy. <laughs> as soon as I saw the Ascot 5 bit, I can just see Al just like clicking his fingers on the couch like, yeah, baby, groovy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> You're Fred, but I'm definitely shaggy. <laughs> the fucking Kiss toilet, like... It's, like, I didn't think it would be so self-aware about Kiss, like, just cashing in and being that kind of coca-cola of rock and roll yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're kind of just going with it now at this point yeah it's, and it's... the the manager who's i think his name is like chip yes. dungy or something is actually don mcgee yes. uh kiss's actual manager who's wildly responsible for most of that like kiss condoms kiss toilets all of that kind of stuff pretty smart move <laughs> so he's really taking the piss out of himself as well you can tell that this in the same way that uh detroit rock city came from it's genuine kiss fans like approaching this material it's not like you know something like phantom of the park where they're like hey <laughs> turn up <laughs> we, we kind of got a movie <laughs> Have you seen Phantom of the Park, Foxy? I've not seen it in its completion, actually. Oh, I was dude. watching little bits of it today on, on YouTube, but I haven't seen the whole thing. I fucking loved it. It was just like... Yeah, I, I think I would love it too. <laughs> I was watching it to, to, just to, to re-familiarise uh, my, myself with some of that bad dialogue and stuff, just to, to compare it to Gene and Paul's current day acting. And, um, <laughs> and But I, I kind of got sucked into it. I thought, oh, this is... Would be legitimately <laughs> it's pretty, awesome, I think. Yeah. Pretty fun watching All right. uh, Ace counterpoint. Do karate to <laughs> yeah. New York counterpoint Ruth. here. It yeah. is barely a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it is unwatchable. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't argue that. I mean, I'm watching two minute 
clips on YouTube. <laughs> Does it go for how long did it go for? The, uh, the I think like 60, 70 minutes. It was, it was on for TV. Short. Agonizing yeah. 70 yeah, right. minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, so along for the ride, we've got the normal Scooby-Doo setup. Uh, we're introduced to a number of potential bad guys. We've got special effects with Shannon Strutter. Have you noticed that Strutter is in none of these Kiss movies? Was it on like another record label or something like that? Well, they've always been with Casablanca and Warner. I don't, I don't mm. know why. It, uh, I don't know. It is weird that uh, that it isn't. And they re-recorded I Was Made For Loving You For It as well. They changed the lyrics to not be as sexy at the end of the song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is like... But, I feel like in all the Kiss movies we've watched, there have been some weird omissions. Like, Love Gun was only present in Role Models, despite Detroit Rock... And Detroit Rock City only having two actual Kiss songs in the whole soundtrack. (laughs) (laughs) It is a little odd. Uh, We also get the head of security at the park, whose name I can't remember. Kind of crucial, though, for reasons yet to unfold. Uh, And we also get uh, an evil um, sorceress who reveals that Kiss are actually extra-dimensional sorcerers from the dimension of Kisteria. And here is about when my edible kicked in. And who boy was I in for a treat as this movie completely hits the fucking stratosphere as it turns into this, like, cartoon version of, like, Jack Kirby's Fourth World and New God saga starring Kiss set to I Was Made For Loving You. It's truly incredible. I love that bit, yeah. I would watch a whole series about Kisteria and, like, just, like, uh, all the the people, all the different... Are are, Are they a species? I think it's a, it's a species. Yeah, they're like some kind of like extra dimensional like gatekeepers that it, it, all of it reminded me of. Do you remember in like the mid to late nineties they did uh, like a cash in on the Mighty Ducks sports franchise? Oh yeah, where yeah, the cartoon. Mighty Ducks were actually like a species of like half human, half duck creatures that come right. to Earth. On the road to glory. And it was like a Saturday morning cartoon, all based on the NHL franchise, but meets Star Wars. Yeah, I was obsessed <laughs> with it as a kid. Drake yeah, I... Mallard, call me back, baby. <laughs> yeah, I don't know this this film. It's it's got this super cool cosmicness to it. And once it's revealed that the sorcerer is actually just a, uh, it's a classic Scooby Doo setup of it, no, not it was actually all a dream. being. A, yeah, it was all. Well, that's it. That was the. It's all a dream. But then the knowing wink to the camera, where it's like actually kiss yeah. our aliens. <laughs> they yeah. just teleport off Earth. I love that she gets the line. Uh, I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you meddling oh, kiss, kiss. <laughs> <laughs> hey oh there are some really good puns in this like uh the fact that the black diamond is their detroit rock yeah and they're like oh i thought detroit rock city was about rock and roll and paul stanley just really deadpans and he's like oh yeah i never thought of it like that <laughs> i love the bit when uh scooby 
Matthew Lillard turns to Scooby and is just like, are you seriously repeating everything I just yeah. said? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, this shouldn't have been as good as it was. Uh, I, I really was pleasantly surprised with how funny this was. Uh, I read they're also making a sequel to it. So ah. I, I feel like we can, uh, that's something to keep us going for the next couple of years, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Foxy, what is your relationship with the band Kiss? Not on a personal level, but as a fan of music. Um, yeah, no, I'm a big fan. I'm a big, um... Personal level, plaintiff. <laughs> Actual level, fan. Yeah, no, a big, big fan. Um, yeah, um, kind of like to take the the rough with the smooth with Kiss because yeah, there's a bit of rough. But um, I think yeah, they, they had so many great concepts and ideas out of the gate that's kind of sustained them through a lot of subsequent bad ideas yeah totally you know what i mean and All i can the... still like yeah like that bit that sean was talking about the the i was made for loving you and i through the portal gate there originally I, I was sort of watching that thinking i can imagine being a kid like i was when i first discovered them just completely transfixed yeah by the whole operation and i, I was again I feel like I feel like this was a film that's specifically in your wheelhouse, just yes. because of it yeah. being simultaneously a rock and roll mystery, whilst yeah. also like yeah. <laughs> like classic Hanna Barbera style animation. Yeah, the, and the animation was good. That, that, that's the thing I was pleasantly surprised. I kind of just assumed because I was Kiss, they would be really chintzy with the <laughs> yes. budget, or not, 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 you know, that yeah, I know some sort of short, and It was kind of. <laughs> It was that nice it looks sort of genuinely quality, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's sort of that nice mix of three D and two D, a bit like the the Gorillas film clips. Yeah, did yeah. Back in the, when they when they first came out, and I love that that look of that. Yeah, that sort of it's it's three D, but it's also that it's kind like of paper cut, old school. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a bit of both. Like uh, it, it's a great combo. I reckon I love it. So oh. Foxy, where we've trying to been angling with this last few weeks is really where do you see Kiss? in the year 2020 in terms of what their influence has been like over kind of the commercialization of rock music as you know we have a tendency to focus on new metal this mm -hmm. is a new metal podcast and we posited that kiss was a proto new metal band in that they took <laughs> kind of these disparate styles and this kind of outlandish image and made it palatable and mainstream for suburban rock kids, much yeah. in the way that new metal did. Yeah, where it was guys from working class, sometimes immigrant <laughs> backgrounds, like... Sure, yeah, I can... Finding ways to escape through music and then using theatrics to kind of... Uh, to, yeah. To separate themselves from the, the, the art. Yeah, like I we like said it, yeah. last week, Kiss is insane clown posse for boomers. <laughs> oh, insane clown posse for boomers. But I, I feel like, as we, were, I think we said on like the second episode, I feel like modern music fandom wouldn't exist without like Elvis, the Beatles, and Kiss. I feel like Kiss really laid down the foundation for merchandising uh, in general. I feel I don't yeah, know, and also just the presentation. I think like the the the, the choreography and the mm. the the. You know, all, all of the, you know, the light shows and all of that, that sort of production, that non-audio non production stuff mm. was very much their kind of, um, um, they were at the at ground zero of all that, I think, uh, and sort of set a lot of the rules up for the, for the I mean, <clears throat> certainly for like what, what 
immediately followed them. I'm not sure if that, how relevant it still is now, but I mean, they they set a lot of those rules up, I reckon, with their... Yeah, their like, they definitely were the playbook that something like the hair metal yeah. era would have followed. For sure, And yeah. then I, I think their influence was definitely felt as far right back into say new metal but i was talking about this with my girlfriend erin about how gene simmons and paul stanley they would have been the post malone of their era you know like this kind of like yeah. larger than life cartoon style rock yeah. star characters i remember being like a kid and just hearing about them and seeing them and just being like these guys are going to be playing some fucking far out shit and then just being super shocked that it was Beatles with a bit more overdrive guitar. <laughs> yeah. Just really kind of weenie in parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that I, I know a lot of my friends that, that sort of lean towards the heavier music kind of have always, I mean, not all, a lot of, not all of them, but a lot of them have treated Kiss as a bit of a joke because of that sort of once you sort of hear it, take the mask off. Yeah. Or even, yeah, you, you sort of, you marry the, the, presentation with the sounds it's um there's kind of a bit of an incongruity there but um, yeah yeah you kind of got that's why i sort of said at the top i kind of think you've really got to embrace all of that like all of the sort of the 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 phoniness and the the what's genuine about them like there's yeah there's good but, stuff in there and i think on your you guys did uh, an amazing analysis uh of kiss uh on condi- condition mint and i think you guys raised a really good point where they are literally kind of a marmite band where it's like either you love it and get yeah. that it's like a weird yucky taste yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you yeah. hate it and think it's a weird yucky taste yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's not not helped by the, you know, the the stuff they're making fun of in this film you know it's based on genuine you know greed and 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 you know um yeah you know, <laughs> over commercialization all of that stuff you know that that you know, obviously turns a lot of people off them from the get-go, no matter what they sound like. You've kind of got to you know, live with that as well if you're into them. Yeah, I think that they're also kind of um, maybe the stereo... Like, they're, they're the poster child of kind of... Uh, kind of pull greed. yourself up by the... Well, greed, yeah. Pull yeah, yourself totally. up by the bootstraps capitalism, where it's Oh, like, yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah. We did this all by ourselves, so yeah, stopping yeah. you from doing it. Oh, they fucking <laughs> love... They love that shit. They love... Oh, it's, yeah. it's funny you mention that, Al, because in between episodes, I was doing a bit of research to find uh, the episode of... Uh, Gene Simmons' family jewels in which uh, Morris appears and I accidentally stumbled upon an episode that was released directly after the global financial crisis in which Gene Simmons had quite a lot of his fortunes wiped off the stock market (laughs) and some of the stuff he was saying and it was just out of control. Times are tough for honest men and women. But these are the days that make us who we are. You guys are the real heroes, and I salute you. You think I became a global success in a day? My mother and I came from nothing. That's my mom. And we clawed, we scratched, and we climbed our way up to the top. That's the American dream. That's the American ideal. You think a little hiccup on Wall Street is going to stop me? Think again. I am the American dream. 
and I'm taking all of you with me. Oh yeah! And I mean, a lot of his like attitudes towards his actions really comes from this kind of like first generation immigrant background. Sure, where he's yeah. like, I will. I will cut, I will scratch, I will scrap. He really, it's like, but he got to a certain point where he never had to do any of that anymore and he kept doing it. He yeah. kept this mentality this <laughs> whole time. Familiar story. Have, have you guys watched, uh, this might be a I, Paul Stanley on Joe Rogan having a whinge about how no one thinks Kiss is cool anymore. <laughs> 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 Nothing makes you cooler than whinging about not seeing cool. <laughs> yeah, on Joe Rogan, no less. But he's literally I uh, just like, have not Ugh. seen anything to do with that sentence, um, no. <laughs> it, he's literally just doing the, you know, we're no radio head, sure. These guys may be depressing, <laughs> but whatever, man. It's just, I don't know. I just think, I just, I, I just don't understand. You, you pointed out, Sean, how they just have the least sense of humor they can't make any fucking fun of themselves which is why this movie was so refreshing yeah that this was the only time in this whole four kiss films have we seen a time where kiss has actually made fun of themselves and yeah for sure it took till 2015 for them yeah. to be able to laugh at the fact that there are kiss toilets you can buy a kiss toilet <laughs> yeah. i had a kiss shower curtain for like three or four years oh, nice. <laughs> oh i remember that yeah <laughs> you're probably laying on the floor of the bathroom throwing up <laughs> i guess animation wise this is really kind of it it the way it was animated really reminded me a lot of the great adult swim cartoons uh like mike tyson mysteries and uh venture brothers and i feel like the tone of the script is really similar it's, it's like so fresh and also super it's like a self-aware hanna-barbera cartoon just like yeah. venture brothers was <laughs> yeah it's exactly. fantastic and right down to like I was talking about earlier, all of the Jack Kirby influence design over yeah, the definitely. elders, Kisteria, mm -hmm. the giant flying car, uh, and the Crimson Witch is ripped straight um, off Big Barda's design. It, it's amazing. And when I was reading some interviews with the writer and director of this, Kevin Schenk, he talked about how it made sense to incorporate these Jack Kirby designs because that's what he saw the Kiss costumes as originally being. Uh, something like uh, Etrigan is right there made manifest in the demon design for gene simmons but of course gene simmons and paul stanley will never ever let on to the idea of having any <laughs> kind of influence yeah. ever and i guarantee you they've never let it on but they did not design those costumes not a chance in hell i feel like they totally must have like just stolen it from somebody the whole like they've paid I... somebody and then disappeared that person <laughs> forever <laughs> The whole buying, like, I, I still just think about it all the time. Just buying the likeness of Ace Freely and Peter Chris off them yeah. for, like, lowballing them and then just stealing their fucking stage identities <laughs> is yeah. truly one of the most villainous things that has ever happened in art. Like, it's insane. Classic kiss. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess this kind of leads us to a, a conclusion as to kind of where kiss are at now is this you know 
they've become what they didn't want to be, which was remembered as a novelty act. Uh, you know, the whole unmasked period was them trying to erase the novelty act thing, and I feel like this is them fully embracing it now. As, rather, than I wouldn't all... say fully embracing it. If the, I feel like if the directors and writers had had their full way with this, yeah. they would have been able to make it much more of a joke about where Kiss is at. But Kiss are still interdimensional superheroes <laughs> who have thousands of screaming fans turn up for them at the end in 2015. Like, and they saved the world. Like, this is... Kiss are still in their own heads. Did you go to Kiss last time they were here, Foxy? Yeah, I've been once to, in my life to see them, and it was... I don't the, think it was the last time, though. It was, it was, a, it was actually with... Um, Motley Crue, uh, right? Uh, yes, correct, yeah. yeah. With Chase the Ace, believe it or not. Um, oh, right, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fellow, um, fellow TAFE alumni, Chase yeah, the Ace. <laughs> that's great. Um, yeah, but it was really good. I, really, I, I, I only went there because someone had a ticket that they wanted to sell at the last minute. So I sort of went that sort of late in the piece. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So, yeah, it was They good. were sick. I saw that tour as well. With It was like Thin Lizzy and Motley Crue. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. The, like no original members of Thin Lizzy. And yeah, yeah. Vince <laughs> Neil had put on heaps of weight. So it was literally just like walking across the stage and stopping to like get a breath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was, yeah, he, he was sort of the the sort of comical mirror to Kiss. I thought, I thought you know, that Kiss looked kind of okay because you got the makeup and, you know, you're far mm. enough away, it sort of looks like the real Kiss, but Motley Crue looked like <laughs> old, old guys <laughs> struggling around in their leather pants. Um, yeah, it was quite oh, stark. Oh, man. Um, yeah, but Kiss, gotta love them. This is the last day of Christmas. Yeah, absolutely. I have a final bit of housekeeping. Uh, mm -hmm. In the final research for this show, I was able to track down the fabled episode that friend of the show, Morris Coffey, supposedly was supposed to appear in. And I watched all 35 minutes of that episode of Gene Simmons' Family Jewels, only, unfortunately, listener, to be greeted with no appearance by Morris Coffey. Oh, no. He signed a release form for nothing. I had to watch Gene Simmons try and shepherd a very rambunctious young bluegrass band around Nashville and produce one of their tracks in the studio. It was truly agonizing. Oh. <laughs> Foxy, thank you so much for coming on to talk about Scooby-Doo Mystery Kiss Tour Rock and Roll. <laughs> <laughs> Insert title. It's a pleasure, Al and Sean. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome. Well, next next Christmas, man, we'll we'll get you back on to carve up the turkey. Hopefully, we've got. Sure, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll... Scooby-Doo Mystery Kiss. Two is out. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Al. <laughs> it's a lot of words together. There's like <laughs> In your defense, there are a lot of words together. There, yeah. Thank you so much, Foxy. Uh, Sweet dude. Where, where can we follow? Where, where can we see what you're up to? Oh, geez. Um, uh, <laughs> Theartofox.com is my, my personal website. But that's mostly my art stuff. If, you, if you're interested in the condition mint podcast just type that into um podcast thingy listening <laughs> yeah um computer i i uh yeah i can't recommend uh condition men enough everybody Thanks, please listen to it it's it's one of the fucking funniest things i've heard man um shawnee what have we got for next month's patreon 
We have a very special Christmas present uh, for everyone that will be released in the final week of December. Uh, stay tuned for that one. It's from the very bottom of our hearts. And then for January, we have Funky Monkey Friday. Every Friday, we will be reviewing the worst uh, reviewed iterations of the Planet of the Apes franchise. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which Mark Wahlberg starting... To. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Alrighty, well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Kiss- <laughs> Pull the trigger on my love Merry gun. Christmas. Kiss- <laughs>